For the first time in history, a black flag has been hoisted above the Imam Reza Mosque in Iran. We'll also pose the question, who is responsible for the hospital strike in Gaza? Iran declares time is up for Israel. Is all of this leading to World War III? Don't miss a moment today on The End Time Show. Doug, there's a whole lot to talk about in regards to Israel yet again today. I'm sure you saw the article that the Starbucks Workers Union has voiced their solidarity with Palestine. Doug, you know who isn't going to do that anytime soon? Mm. Take a wild guess. I would say probably First Cup. That's a great guess <laughs> and absolutely correct. First Cup Coffee, they're not woke. They're not going to lobby to defund our military. They're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company out of the great state of Texas. They have 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, be sure to use the code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Doug, again, much happening with Israel, much to yeah. talk about. Um, with the war drums that are occurring, World War III is coming according to a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about that today from a prophecy perspective. And today's an exciting day too, Doug, because tonight Dave's going to be making his first in-person public appearance since he got back from Israel. He's going to be yeah. speaking at North Cities in Garland, Texas. It's the North Dallas area. So go to endtime.com slash events. We'd love to have you out at North Cities. Doug and myself will be there. Our families will all be there. Uh, Dave will be sharing tonight about his experience from... Uh, going into bomb shelters to baptizing people in a war zone to uh, even waiting at the gate watching the Iron Dome work so they can take off. So yeah. it's going to be exciting tonight at North City, 7.30 p.m. if you're in the Dallas area, make plans to come out. Doug, what else are you seeing going on with Israel and Iran and I guess many other countries at this point? Well, Vince, it's really, it, it's cranking up really fast. I mean, it's getting... A, a little concerning as we see this happen because I mean it does fall right into uh, the lines of Revelation 9 where it talks about this war that emanates from the Euphrates River area and so it's starting to uh, look more and more like it could become that war at any moment uh, you know the whole thing with the hospital yesterday and uh, Iran really used that as like a rally cry uh, for a jihad to take place and, mm -hmm. and so uh, it is something you know as we've been looking at the news today there's been so many things happening so fast and I know people are calling me and people are, are sending me things and I am sorry that I can't get back to you uh, we are just constantly heads down trying to get the program as much much up to date as we can every day and try to get this information out to you and help people understand what's going on uh, and we want to get the most accurate true information that we can uh, so we, we got some breaking news that we're going to share toward the end of this program today uh, that just came out right before we came on the air today. So interesting. Absolutely. And Iran's now involved. Uh, Doug, where do we go from here on this story with the hospital strike and uh, who's responsible and all that? I know we've got clips to share. And just, yeah, by we, the way, I missed you on Friday a lot. <laughs> but I you don't did like being in job. this room by myself talking <laughs> uh, on to the camera and it's all lonely in here. I know. Welcome, Somebody said, you did a great job. You seemed really lonely. I'm like, 
is that a great job or is that? <laughs> no, you but did do a great you were, job. Were, you were missed, Doug. It, Thank you. It's I not the it. same doing the show without you. Well, I appreciate it. Gave me an opportunity to kind of get out after a crazy week. Actually, it was a crazy two weeks because, you know, as most people know, I had a conference. I did my first conference in Pennsylvania the week before. On Saturday was the second day of my conference. This happened with Israel. Dave and them were stuck in Israel. And then last week was just, you know, we were heads down every day trying to get uh, information. So it was kind of crazy. I was able to take off Friday, enjoy a motorcycle ride with my family up into uh, the mountains of Oklahoma and Arkansas. And so I had a great weekend, but you did a fabulous job. I got to see the program on Friday because I wasn't, I hadn't left yet. I was preparing to get ready to go. And that's also the night that I cooked those wonderful steaks that I posted online for people to see. So, uh, but you know, I mean, you did a fabulous job well, and, and it is lonely when you're in here by yourself and it's just you and the camera. So I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, back to the day. We've got the clips. We've got all this to talk about with the Gaza Hospital and more. Yeah. Where do we start? Well, I, you know, so like I said, Iran is using this to, to kind of fuel the fire for some of the things going on. So uh, this first article, it talks about the, some of the things they're doing. They're calling protesters. And I just wanted to kind of touch on some of that stuff because some of the things they say, Iran uh, calls this what happened at the hospital the real Holocaust. That was one of the things that was reported in their media. Uh, the real Holocaust, blaming Israel and saying that they blew up this hospital and killed 500 people. I heard there um, was a fighter, an Israeli fighter jet that shot a bomb in there and blew that hospital up. Yeah. I think I'll kind of give the disclaimer now. There's been an update. Yeah. Uh, we know about that update. We'll be sharing it later. But right now yeah. we're focusing on what was spread uh, last night and even this right. morning. About because this is a vital, important part of the piece of the puzzle that's yeah. happening. This is what they use to get everybody really upset. Uh, there were even people on the program yesterday as Dave did the program and talked about, well, let's just hope Israel doesn't unleash that Samson option on another hospital. Yeah. So it was already going around the media that Israel did this and killed 500 innocent people. Uh, so anyway, we have uh, Tehran coming out with all this. They, they even said that it was uh, United States was responsible for this as, as well. The report says that we consider the criminal America responsible for the main cause of this genocide and crimes against humanity by the uh, Zionist regime. The brave and anti-tyranny people of Iran will show their anger and hatred to the brutal crimes of the Zionist child-killing regime throughout our country today. So uh, that was kind of their rally cry, like I said, and they are blaming the United States as well. So we've got some clips. Uh, we can go to the clips if you want to from Fox News. We've got this clip talking about the hospital strike. He's in Israel. He's been doing a phenomenal job. It's 4.06 a.m. His time is our friend and, and our host of America Reports, John Roberts. John, great reporting all week. Thank you for staying up so early in the morning for us. Oh, Sean, not a problem. Uh, we like to burn the midnight oil around here. War never stops, neither do we. But let me start with what you mentioned just a moment ago, and that was who was responsible for this attack on the hospital in Gaza. The chief IDF spokesman, Israeli Defense Force spokesman, held a briefing around midnight in which he said that Israel has got drone footage, has got communications intercepts and radar data that prove that it was an Islamic Jihad rocket that malfunctioned in mid-flight and crashed 
crashed down on top of that hospital, killing all of those people. He said that that information will be put together in a comprehensive brief to be presented to President Biden when he gets here for his meeting with, with Prime Minister Netanyahu a little bit later on this morning. Keep in mind, they're saying for the death of all these people, 500 people supposedly were killed in this attack of a hospital. And so that's what they were using to, to fuel this fire. His response was that the IDF had come out with some footage that showed that it did not come from an Israeli plane, that it wasn't a bomb, but it was an actual missile that Hamas had fired. Now, uh, we also have a little bit of uh, when Biden did get there, this that happened before Biden. This was to update him on what the situation was. So I want to show everybody the clip of President Biden with um, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yesterday, and based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there who are not sure. I was looking. We, uh, Israel has a value set like the United States does in other democracies, and, uh, and they're looking to see what we're going to do. President Biden announcing minutes ago that he does not believe Israel's responsible for the blast at a Gaza hospital that killed hundreds. The IDF sharing this video that showed the hospital and the area before the explosion. They claim that proves Hamas set off the rocket blast. Edouard Kukirman is a veteran reserve officer in the IDF negotiation unit, and he joins us now. Edouard, good morning to you. What do you think about what the president just said, and if you think it will change any minds? Good morning. Uh, I, don't, uh, I think that the uh, information that uh, President Biden received is the same information that anyone can see in the Twitter of the IDF. You will see the recording of the Islamic Jihad and you will get all the pictures of what, uh, where the firing came from. Uh, it's clear that it's uh, Islamic Jihad that caused that explosion uh, at the hospital. Now, uh, I'm not sure that uh, people uh, in some uh, Islamic organization want to hear about the Israel position. They have one goal, is the destruction of the state of Israel. They are not looking at any evidence. The Islamic Jihad responded regarding the cause of the explosion about 30 seconds after it happened. The Israeli authorities analyzed the images they listened to the discussion between the guy that suddenly at the Islamic Jihad terrorist understood that they were the cause of the firing. And it took us two hours to provide all the information. And the evidence is clear. Yeah, our own Trey Yanks echoing those sentiments, saying he's been in touch with leaders in Hamas, saying the weight of the evidence shows that this was a rogue rocket, not from Israel, and that he has received no response from those in Hamas, showing that they are turning a blind eye to reality, and that is sad. Okay, so Vince, there you have it, that there was a misfire of one of their rockets. Remember... Um, we, you had the footage on Friday that showed them taking the pipes from the water that was supposed to be used for water the EU sent to them, and they're actually making rockets and launchers out of these pipes. Mm -hmm. And so when you're using technique like that, you're bound to have something misfire eventually. So, uh, you know, no wonder that happened. You know, Doug, uh, Biden in there said that uh, it sounded like, it, it, from, from what we could tell, it was the other team. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's referring to Hamas, but when someone like Biden says the other team, I start to wonder what he even thinks he means by that, because <laughs> uh, 
a lot of the times I'm not sure which team Biden is on. Yeah, that's true. That's um, a very good point. You know, he is a globalist. Mm-hmm. He is in favor of what many of the global leaders are saying about Hamas. Yes, he He's is. typically right in alignment with them. Yeah. So right now, as he seems to side against them, I'm not sure maybe what what we're even talking about there. He may not be sure what he's talking about there. So, you know. Well, that's frightening to hear. (laughs) I know. And it's frightening to know that there are so many that are in favor of just a lot of the horrific acts that are occurring. And, you know, there are questions out there. Is this being used to advance global government? Right. And, of course, we talk about that. We've talked about that a lot throughout the years is, Mm Uh, never waste a good crisis is what we've heard so much. And we know that world government enthusiasts, they want to impose digital currency and digital IDs on the population throughout the world. They want to be able to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Uh, They want to be able to take control of your finances and really your life. And there's concerned Americans who are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k that's just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA uh, in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime, claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency becomes a reality for everybody, you're going to wish that you had some gold to fall back on. And the world government is advancing its agenda. There's no question about that. Every step of the way, Doug, it seems like if there's great things happening in the world or crisis happening in the world, they're finding a way to work it in mm-hmm. and advance their global agenda. And now Iran is saying time is up for Israel. Yeah. And there's plenty of world powers backing them on that. Yeah. And so one of the weird things about this, Vince, is they, they tweeted that out in Hebrew. So they wanted to make sure that the Jews... Iran did. Yeah. With their official Twitter account. Yeah. I didn't even know Iran had an official Twitter account. Everyone has an official Twitter account except for maybe one of us here. That's probably me. Actually, I think you do have one now. I don't know. There's something there. I can see it, but I don't know how to do anything (laughs) on it. So anyway... uh, but the thing is, is they did. They put uh, time is up in Hebrew. And this is from an article in the New York Post that says that uh, experts are now growing concerned about a potential of a third world war. Well, that's exactly what we've been telling people could happen. Uh, but after this chilling message came out, uh, you know, about, like I said, their propaganda about what happened at this hospital, they sent that out. And um, one of the things they said was that the bombing and massacre of more than a thousand innocent women and children in the hospital, the time has come for a global unity of humanity against this fake regime more hated than ISIS and its killing machine. And that's what um, they're putting out over their Twitter account. So uh, time is over, (laughs) a little scary. now. Do we have time for our next clip? This is where one of our experts are going to tell us about this statement and what this could mean. Time is up. Let's look into this clip. Yeah. The Iranian embassy in Syria posting on X the following, time is up. They wrote it in Hebrew, and this was written just hours after the hospital strike in Gaza. What do you think they mean when they say time is up? 
I mean, they, it's not the first time they say that. The uh, Iranian uh, regime has been saying that for so many years. Uh, they want the destruction of the state of Israel, the same as the Hamas. They have one ideology, is to destroy the state of Israel. They want one state, the state that is a jihadist state, which is like the ISIS state. Uh, we know that for many, many years, and that's why we have not only to fight the uh, Hamas, but we have to fight all the terrorist organizations that have been financed by Iran. And uh, that's uh, the old chaos that is happening here is because Iran has been financing the Hamas and the Hezbollah, and that's why we're on the fire. Vince, here we are talking about, once again, could World War III start? And, you know, people ask us all the time, what should they do? What should they mm -hmm. be doing to prepare for something like this? And, uh, you know, we, we tell them, look, there's a certain things, you know, that you can stock up on. You can, uh, you know, make sure that you have plenty of water, make sure that you have uh, plenty of tissue items and things like that. Just different things that you need for any emergency that comes up. Uh, even if it were to, to be a weather emergency. You know, uh, what, two years ago when we had the water pipe burst here, we had like a week of 10 inches of snow on the ground. That almost paralyzed parts of Texas because we're not used to that kind of thing. If it wasn't for me having things like, you know, a generator and, uh, you know, food stored up that I could cook without electricity uh, on, a, on a little propane stove and things like that you know we might have been in bad shape but we were prepared for emergencies yeah we were and you know americans we want to believe that the grocery store is always going to be there but that's simply not necessarily true as doug mentioned we saw that a few years ago the supply chain uh, i don't know about you but toilet paper and canned goods and all sorts and i've even seen recently here in dallas where uh, there were um, people were fighting in the grocery stores to get rice because of a potential food uh, supply chain issue. So that is certainly possible. We should be praying for the best, but prepare for the worst. So what if there was a way to have an affordable three-month emergency supply of food? There is readypantry.com slash end time. They offer amazing 25 year shelf life, uh, shelf stable food, and it includes meals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even dessert. So not to mention, uh, you're gonna have the peace of mind you get knowing you have an emergency supply of food ready for anything. That covers power outages, hurricanes, grid collapses like we've seen in Texas, like Doug referenced, uh, war, the list goes on and on. Ready Pantry is an American-based company with all products sourced here in America. Many long-term food storage companies on the internet are selling product that's been sitting in a warehouse for up to 10 years. Ready Pantry doesn't do that. They deliver the freshest product that was packaged within a couple of months of being delivered to your home. They offer discounts of up to 20% off for three to 12 months supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash time, use code endtime and save an additional 10% off your order plus free shipping on all orders. So pack your pantry, stock your pantry uh, with buy now pay later options available at the checkout by going to readypantry.com slash time. Be ready. Be ready. Because, okay, so let, let's talk about what Iran said here and why it's a big deal because what it did when they said when you've got a regime like Iran okay that is that powerful a larger regime within uh, the 
Islamic um, nations there in the Middle East and the power that they have and the power that is growing uh, because of the fact that um, they have the allies they have now and they are able to uh, get money from the United States government as well as other governments and continue on their uranium building and trying to get to a bomb. Uh, status there and what have they been saying this whole time is that they were going to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. One of the things they say is that we're going to kill the little Satan Israel and the big Satan America and this is what they've been pushing. Well now they have fuel for that fire where they had this story come out and they begin to push these other Islamic countries into a rebellion against these um, Israeli embassies and so overnight it was like war broke out on the embassies around the world, uh, Vince, and we've had so many different things begin to happen there. And so instead of going into every single one of these, I just put the headlines on there to kind of talk about. And I think we have some video that we can show of these different embassies that were attacked overnight. So we've got uh, protest erupted in the U.S. embassy in Lebanon after the Gaza hospital blast. Uh, then we've got Hundreds swarmed the embassy in Beirut ahead of Biden's visit to Israel. Protesters stormed the Israeli embassy in Jordan, uh, right next door to Israel. All these are right next door to Israel surrounding. We heard Dave talk about the ring of fire yesterday, and that's what we're seeing. That ring of fire kind of closed down on um, Israel and these embassies around them are under attack right now in the country's uh, militaries have had to kind of back these protesters off. They even caught the one on fire in Lebanon last night. So uh, this mob of protesters, they just keep doing this in different places. Amman, Jordan happened last night. Uh, videos have been posted of people all over the United States that are even protesting events. Mm -hmm. We had right here in our own uh, town, in our own city of Dallas over the weekend, we had a huge uh, pro uh, Palestinian Hamas rally where they paraded through the streets with the uh, Hamas flags. And so it's happening pretty much everywhere right now. And this was what Iran wanted. They wanted something like this that they could push and get everybody upset so that they could start this jihad against Israel and start a holy war with them. So, Doug, uh, you mentioned jihad. The global day of jihad that was called for on Friday, mm -hmm. would you say that did or did not happen? How do we how do we gauge that? Well, so based on what some media sources want to say is the the protest was all he was calling for were mm. protests. But we did see the violence. So he wasn't inciting violence. Th that's by, what a lot of the... Uh, by calling for a global <laughs> day of jihad. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of media sources would have you believe. They're saying, no, this is, he was calling for protests. He wanted to protest around the world in support of the Palestinian people. However, in, in places like France, they did have some terrorist attacks. I believe that there was a teacher. In China as well, yeah. Yeah, there, I think, was it one of them a teacher that got killed and then a couple of soccer fans? I, um, I saw a clip where uh, a man that worked at the Israeli embassy was stabbed in the streets. Okay. I think that was China. But yeah, I saw all sorts of smaller things happening. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, many people were were calling for um, everyone to be very conscious of what's going on around you because right. there could be mass eruptions. Businesses posted about it. Yeah. Local government agencies posted about it. Our a DPS posted about it here. Right. So I'm going, 
nothing happened to the magnitude that I think people were expecting. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if, you know, it doesn't seem like that's really over. No, I don't. It didn't think happen it is. like they wanted it to on Friday, but right. things seem to be coming. Well, I, I would think that they probably wouldn't have done it on Friday just because it was expected. Uh, <coughs> normally, when when these terrorists attack, it's going to be at times when people are more laxed and they aren't expecting things to take place when they attack. I mean, look at how they did it in Israel on on a day of Shabbat when they were you know celebrating the Sabbath and things, and and then these people just invade their country when a lot of people were kind of. Uh, lulled to sleep because of the holiday and because of the holy day uh, that they were experiencing last week. And so, um, you know, I mean, that's kind of the way they operate. But I think that we need to continue to stay vigilant and continue to stay awake to what's going on because it's going to happen here. Uh, I believe with all the uh, people that's been led over the border that Biden's allowed to come into our border, we now know um, that we had a lot of refugees that were fighting age young men that have come in and they don't even know where all they came from. Uh, so, you know, we've been inundated with this since Biden took office when he opened the border back up. And we've got people who, who are out there that we have no idea where they came or why they're here. And so we could see something like this happen here in this country and we just need to be vigilant and pay attention to what's happening. Absolutely. And then I'm seeing now where not just Israel, but even I think I saw Saudi Arabia, they've they have called for their citizens to leave is it Lebanon or Turkey? Lebanon. Lebanon. And yeah. so Israel is calling for its citizens to leave Turkey and I yeah. I mean what like is this clearing up anytime soon cuz we've seen conflict in Israel over the years and then it clears up in a few days. We're right. now over a week into this and it hasn't cleared up and it seems just to be gearing up for more. Right. Is that what we're seeing? Yeah, that's the way it appears right now, Vince. I don't see how this is slowing down at all because okay, so like today is the first official day I believe where Israel is saying they're going in in a ground war more or less. So they're basically going into Gaza to begin to clear the area out. They waited a few days. They allowed people to escape to the southern part of the city to go into Egypt. They finally got Egypt to agree to allow refugees to come into Egypt. Uh, so the people who are not there as a resistance, they've told them leave and get out where you're in safety. And now Israel has begun to move in. And so, you know, this is where the house by house search begins. And this is where it gets really dangerous uh, for everybody involved. I mean, if, if you're a citizen that is not part of a terrorist organization and you're still in the city, how are the IDF going to know that? You know, they're not going to know you because the one thing the terrorists are going to do, they don't wear uniforms. You saw a lot of them the other day in the videos we had, they had jogging pants on. You know, I mean, they're running around in jogging pants and tennis shoes and holding machine guns. So you don't know who's a soldier of Hamas and, and who's just a citizen. And so it, it's going to get dangerous and people are going to lose their lives and people are going to get angry over innocent people losing their lives. But Israel has given them every opportunity to get out of that area even before they started the bombing. They said, get your families to safety because we're going to take this move and, and begin to get Hamas out of there. Absolutely. And Doug, we've said it before. We'll keep saying it. Pray for everyone in Israel. Pray for everyone in Gaza. Pray for everyone involved. There's so much prayer that needs to be happening. Uh, for really the entire world. But remember everyone in Israel and Gaza, we're gonna be talking about the black flag that's flying in Iran after the break, so don't go anywhere.
a voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Siegel here with Doug Norvell. We're not taking your calls today, so don't even try to call. There's so much to discuss uh, that, unfortunately, we just don't have time to get to the phones because we want to be sure to update you with the latest information. Uh, speaking of the inf latest information, you're not going to want to miss tonight if you're in the Dallas area. Dave will be making his first uh, live, in-person public appearance since returning from Israel, and he's going to be sharing his testimony of... Uh, going to bomb shelters, coming out, going and baptizing people in the war zone, to waiting on the uh, waiting at the airport and the gate for Iron Dome to block some missiles so they could fly out. It, it's an incredible story. And if you're in the Dallas area, you need to make plans to be at North Cities tonight in Garland, Texas. You can go to endtime.com slash events to uh, learn more about the details of that venue. The address is there. Of course, you can call us as well if you're not good with the internet or websites or things like that. We have people on standby ready to help you over the phone. 800 end times the number to call uh, for that. Doug, we need people to help us out that are technologically savvy. Mm -hmm. If you can see the share button on Facebook or even YouTube or anywhere else that you're watching Rumble, share this video right now. It helps us so much uh, break through the algorithm and get to your friends and family. Give us a heart, not just a blue thumbs up or not just a thumbs up. Uh, the hearts go a lot longer uh, into doing that. And then also comment. We want to know what you're thinking. Are you going to be uh, in Garland tonight to see Dave and uh, Doug and I and our families? We'll all be there tonight. Um, to see Dave and what God is going to speak through him tonight. Uh, comment, are you coming tonight? Let us know, yes or no. All right, Doug. Yeah. Where do we go from here? We're talking about this black flag that was raised in Iran. Yeah. It's a super creepy image. I don't know if we have that image or not, but we do. if we do, let's look at it now and yeah. um, talk about whatever you want to cover here, Doug. Well, I mean, this is, a, this is a really big deal. I'm glad that you asked people to share when you did because this is something that everybody needs to be aware of because this is a bigger deal than MSN is making it out to be. you got to understand, folks, that our media is not really giving us all the information that we need. They're trying to downplay things that are happening. Uh, right now, I just don't know that the United States media is, that any of them are really trustworthy to, to give us 
all the stories and the news that we have. That's why a lot of the you know shows like ours are getting more popular because people are getting the truth through this. But what we saw in that image there, um, this is interesting because it is the uh, Imam Reza Raza Mosque in Iran, and it's. It says, in a historic, unprecedented move, a black flag has been hoisted above uh, the illuminated Razavi Dome of the Imam Reza Mosque in Iran, a stark departure from the tradition as it's outside the Maraha, I don't know how you say that, the month of mourning in the Islamic calendar. Now, this is what I need you to understand. This is coming from... MSN and this is what they say. So this is out of their article, folks. Contrary to misrepresented claims over social media, it does not represent a call to arms or conflict. So MSN is saying it does not. That's what they're saying. Okay. That this black indicates solemn expression of grief or mourning or solidarity. Okay. So they're saying they're flying this flag over this dome because of the hospital attack, okay? That's what MSN said, the hospital attack? That's what Iran is Because we have an update is, on that later. That's what Iran is saying. That's why they flew the flag. Now, Alrighty. MSN is saying it doesn't have anything to do with war or a call to arms. Now, remember what happened last week. We heard the leader of Hamas made a call out to all Muslims for a global jihad, okay? Now what I did, Vince, is I went in and got some history of the black flag in the Islamic faith and what it means, okay? So, so are we gonna believe MSN or whatever you found? Well, I think that we can believe history because we've seen it in history. Remember, ISIS flew under this flag and remember the things they were calling for, global jihad. And we saw ISIS do some pretty terrible things on live television to reporters and people they captured that were American and, and uh, other uh, nations around the world that they deemed enemies of the caliphate. Well, so I got another question for the online viewers. Okay. Who do you believe more, MSN or Doug? <laughs> There put you that go. in the comments. If you, if you think MSN is correct, put MSN. If you, before Doug even shares, what's your gut telling you? Is it <laughs> MSN or Doug? Comment one of those, and let's see who people believe out there. I, I there feel go. like this is going to be heavily in your favor, Doug. Well, I hope so, because I'm, I'm trying to give you the most accurate information that I can find. And so um, just, just to kind of give you a little bit of history here and let you see, it, uh, it says that um, this... Whether it's fluttering over the ruins of a captured city in Iraq or Syria, or in the background of a gruesome execution video, the black flag used by the Islamic State group has become an instantly recognizable symbol of modern global jihad. Unlike other Islamic banners the militant groups have used throughout the years, the flag has also become popular with jihadists in different parts of the world, such as Libya, Somalia, and Yemen. The flag first appeared online in January of 2007, used by ISIS uh, predecessors in Iraq when it was allied to the Al-Qaeda 
to gather believers, listen, this is what the flag's for, gather believers under one banner to unite them, okay? The flag that's flying over that mosque right now. Gather believers under one banner to unite them. There is uh, no mention of a black standard in the Quran, okay, but only in sayings and prophecies attributed to Muhammad. Um, it's mentioned in several of their books, the Hadith, Hadith, that talk about the end times and the return of the Muslim Savior, the Mahdi, who will fly the flag as he leads an army to victory against the enemies of Islam. If you see black flags, this is what it says in their holy book. If you see black flags coming from Khorasan, join the army, even if you have to crawl over ice. For this is the army of the Mahdi, and no one can stop that army until it reaches Jerusalem. Now, you, you said that's from their holy book? That's, that's from, the from Quran? It's, it's from a book called the Hadith. Okay. And it says the black flag is, it became prominent after it was used by hardline revolutionaries who overthrew a caliphate in the 8th century. And since that time, the image of the black flag has been used as a symbol of religious revolt and combat. I want to say that one more time, Doug, because that's a huge statement there. If you see that black flag, mm -hmm. join that army. Yep. Even if you have to crawl over ice. Mm-hmm. For this is the army of the Mahdi. Yeah. And no one can stop that army until it reaches where? Jerusalem. All right. So that's historically what the black flag represents. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not the only one that says this. I, I don't know. Did we get the video, guys? Can you all tell me in my ear if we got the video? Okay. We did not get a video of this, but we actually had a... Um, jihadist, a, a Muslim teacher, teaching that very thing out of their book and explaining why that is so relevant to them and what that means. And so it's not just me, it's not just the article that I found, which I have a link to, but it is also their teaching. And they he said the very thing that I just read to you out of this article. And uh, so that right there tells us that in, in the last thing I read, just one more time, since this time the image of the black flag has been used as a symbol of religious revolt and combat, okay? Not mourning, not sorrow, but revolt and combat. To say, that is to say, jihad. That's how it ends the article. So mm. just wanted to share that with you guys. MSN is telling you that it's about solidarity and it's about... Um, sadness of these people losing their lives in the hospital. But I, I think based on what we've heard over the last week, based on what we've seen over the last week, that we can safely say this article is correct. And the teaching of, of that uh, Islamic holy man was also saying the same thing. So, and Doug, um, I saw some former Muslims posting about this yeah. and what it actually represents. And from everything you just said, it sounds like you're saying it's safe to say that black flag is really a flag of war. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as that article said, it is a unity flag to pull all of the nations together, the Islamic nations together, uh, regardless of if they're Sunni or Shiite, to launch this jihad war 
against the infidel. And you said this was in response to the quote-unquote bombing of the hospital in Gaza. That's what Iran says they put the flag up for okay. in response to that. So they're trying to start a holy war. Yes. And these people are very motivated mm -hmm. by their um, spiritual convictions. Absolutely. They're taught on Friday. I showed those clips. They're teaching children from a very young age mm -hmm. when they see things like this to respond accordingly. Yeah. There are small children who say they are prepared to run over Jews to stab Jews in the streets. These are like seven-year-olds saying yeah. this. That's what they're teaching children, mm -hmm. young adults. And so they've also been teaching them about this black flag and what it represents and what it means. Yeah. So I don't think um, I don't think MSN is correct, Doug. I, I have full faith in <laughs> yeah, what you have just shared. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this is ramping up more and more. We've got a map that's coming that we're not mm -hmm. showing right now, but it's coming mm -hmm. after the break. That's we don't have time to go through it. But yeah. this map, Doug, when I saw it, I went, oh, my word. Yeah. To, to look at what we're going to be able to show everyone on a map of the Middle East mm -hmm. and what's happening in the Middle East, if you can't see that Bible prophecy is alive and uh, developing before our very eyes, yeah. I'm not sure w what else is going to wake you up. Well, Vince, you know, it's interesting that you say that, too, because... Uh, last week, I got an email from somebody who was saying to me, uh, would you guys like to rethink what you teach now? And I'm like, why would we want to rethink what we're teaching? Everything that we've taught is coming to pass. It's beginning to happen. Uh, right down to who is the only country that's off the coast of Israel helping Israel right now. Mm -hmm. It's not anybody except for the United States of America. We've right. got two of our biggest warships over there, along with others that are in that area. I mean, when they send a brigade of these warships over there, it's not just an aircraft carrier that shows up. It's got other support boats with it that are there and other support airplanes and aircraft that they can use. And so there is no other country over there helping Israel right now. There's no other country so standing beside about? Israel. Rethink what? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're saying that they thought that we should rethink what we're saying, that this is not the Sixth Trumpet War or World War Three, but this is the Battle of Armageddon mm. and you know all those things. So I just kind of listed in the email back to them, these are the things that are coming to pass right now. We're watching these things develop. Now we're not saying this is the Third World War yet because we don't know that for sure yet, but it is shaping up into something that we see. The armies around Israel are planning to attack them and we're seeing it more and more. Now with uh, you know the evacuation of people in Lebanon, like you were saying, um, that Jordan has called their people, or Saudi Arabia has called their people out of Jordan. We're watching Israel now in fights with Lebanon and Hezbollah, and so you know Syria is right there too, and they bombed Syria last week. So this has turned into a bigger fight every day. Well, we're going to show you some of this stuff on the map, show you what scripture has to say. Uh, you don't want to go anywhere. You've got to see this map, so we'll be right back. Don't miss it. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Iran has declared that time is up for Israel, and we are going over a bunch of Israel information today. Doug, uh, during the break, someone commented on Facebook. Her name's Rebecca. She's watching there. She says, I have to disagree with the previous comments. The rapture of the church is first, and then the tribulation. I've been taught this all of my life, and I am 79 years old. So, you know, we love everybody. Whether you agree with us about the timing of the rapture or not, mm -hmm. we love you. There was a time where, you know, Irvin Baxter was pre-trib and he looked at it in the Bible and said, I can't find it, so I've got to change my perspective on right. things. Um, and, you know, you mentioned that we're not going to question what we're teaching in response to that, that guy's email. Right. If there's something that is pointed out that we can prove scripturally that goes against something that we're teaching, you know, ignorantly, mm -hmm. we will highlight that and change like we've done in the past on the rapture. Absolutely. How, how do we communicate with someone like Rebecca? You know, she's 79 years old. This is what she's been taught her whole life. Um, how, how do we how do we tell her what, what's happening in the Bible from our perspective and perhaps, you know, give her something to consider? Well, you know, Vince, we, we always tell people the main thing is to be ready because God could come for any of us, you know, any moment. Uh, but as far as the rapture goes and the second coming of Jesus Christ, we know from Scripture, there's so many different Scriptures that tell us the timing of that is going to be at the time when Jesus comes back. Uh, it's when the rapture is going to take place. But one of the things that we're 
trying to help people understand is that we're watching these developments that we've thought would happen first, and this is one of them. If this turns into that third world war, remember those are the two things we've been talking about for so long that are right there neck and neck with each other is this war that kills one third of mankind and the peace treaty. We've always believed that the war could happen first, that it would help usher in the man of peace, the antichrist, and he would bring the final peace agreement to the table where the Palestinians and the Jews would have that peace agreement. That actually would start that final seven years. And the Bible says that halfway into that, the Antichrist will stand in the temple, proclaim to be God, and he will stop the animal sacrifices. That act causes the great tribulation to start. And the Bible says, Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, 29 through 31, that immediately after the tribulations of those days, that the sun would be dark and the moon wouldn't give its light, the stars from heaven would fall, and that he would send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they would gather his elect. So it says immediately after the tribulation of those days. So that's just one way that we can explain that. We have a lot of teachings on it that we could help someone who had been taught that their whole life maybe see a different perspective. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we're not here to try to change people's minds. If that's what you believe and that's what you want to believe, then that's okay. We can, we can worship together, still be friends, and we just want you to understand all this. A lot of people believe that this war happens after the saints are raptured out. If they're pre-trib, they think that this happens during the tribulation World War period. III. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they think this happens during the tribulation period and the saints are raptured out. But as we're watching this unfold, we're still here. And, and, so, and we aren't sure yet if this is World War III as right. prophesied in the Bible. That's right. But we're going to look at that now, Doug, and yeah. see are we gearing up for that? Yeah. And uh, maybe we can give some solid answers on that. And then um, after that, I think we're going to give clarity on this hospital in Gaza that yeah. um, Iran is proclaiming that Israel shot with a, miss, uh, a, a fighter jet. And of course, I've seen a bunch of other stories, but right. we're going to hopefully give some clarity on that. But first, World War III. Yeah. So that war is actually found in Revelation chapter 9, and it's 13 through 21, but for sake of time, I just put a couple of verses in here so that we understand where it originates from, and we understand the army that's involved there. All right. So would you like to read that? Revelation 9, starting verse 13, And the six angels sound, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay a third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. Yes. Yeah, so this is why this is interesting because let's throw that map up there now if we can. We'll get the map up there and kind of show everybody this map. If you look at that map, Vince, what do we see there? We've got the Euphrates River being outlined right now as you're looking at this picture. And it runs down through Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Maybe we can play it again too. It's quick. Yeah. But it starts in it Turkey. Again. There it goes. Down through Syria, Iraq, mm -hmm. and Iran, like you said. Yeah. And so we, we've got, that is the region. Now, some people have asked me and said, how can what's happening in Israel be connected to the Euphrates River region when Israel's not on the Euphrates River? 
Well, Israel isn't, but a lot of these uh, Muslim factions are. I mean, we've got Syria, we've got Iran, and we've got Iraq, and we've got Turkey. All these are Muslim nations, and all of them are speaking against Israel and what they're doing right now. And some are even fighting back. We had missiles launched from Syria last week uh, from Hezbollah in Syria. Uh, then Israel responded and blew up both of their airports, one in Damascus and one in another city. I can't remember the name of that right now. But they blew up both of those airports because of the fact that they were being bombed uh, from those areas and they were trying to keep Iran from bringing more weapons in. So Iran is feeding into Hezbollah and Hamas. And Iran has even said, look, we're responsible for this. We're, we're taking uh, part of the blame for this because we fund these people, we give them their weapons, and we want them to wage war against Israel because Iran wants to destroy Israel and they want to use uh, Hamas as their military to do that right now. So here's another interesting thing. Not only does it run down through the Euphrates River area events, but remember Islam could actually field the army of 200 million men. It's one, when we teach that lesson on World War III, we talk about China being able to, to do this, uh, India possibly being able to do this, and then Islam being able to fill that many. And that seems to be what they're calling for right now, this global jihad. They're calling all Islamists, all Muslim people to rise up and destroy the little Satan and then continue with the bigger Satan, which is the United States, like I said before. So that is in Scripture. That's in Revelation 9, 13 through 21 is where you can find the, all the information on that. That's also known as the Six Trumpet War events. And we believe that we're there. We have a lesson called the Seven Trumpets that you can go and understand what trumpets we believe have sounded and what we believe those trumpets were. And then look How many at of those war. are there, the trumpets that have already sounded? Five of them up till now. So there's seven in Revelation. Mm -hmm. You're saying five have already sounded. Yeah. What's the seventh one? The seventh one is the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ. So we're close. Yeah, we're getting closer. Yeah, real close. Hmm. So you may think, okay, so how does this affect other parts of the world? They're calling for a global jihad. Well, like I said before, Friday, uh, they had terrorist attacks on some people there in France. And French President uh, Emmanuel Macron says, Islamist terrorism is rising all over Europe. All states are at risk. So that came out of the Jerusalem Post yesterday. And he gives an example of what happens uh, in Brussels and then a, a couple of other places where they had uh, some people killed. Like I said, there were a couple, I think, um, a teacher was one of them, and then there were a couple of Swedish softball fans in Belgium who were killed by a Muslim terrorist on Friday. So then we've got to think, okay, if this is going to be a world war, how can it turn into that? And one of the ways it can turn into that very quickly, like we said, is if uh, Israel attacks Iran directly, okay, because that would get Iran directly involved, it would get Russia directly involved. It would get China directly involved because they're allies and they would come to their assistance. And it would also get the United States involved. But what if the United States was attacked? And so that happened today. We were actually had a drone attack on U.S. forces that was intercepted in Iraq today. So right along that Euphrates River area still in that area, 
the U.S. military intercepted several drones that were targeting Iraq's Al-Assad <coughs> Air Base. The U.S. has forces at Al-Assad and several other facilities in Iraq. Two drones were intercepted and two U.S. officials, they, they told Rutgers this. Uh, the officials who spoke on the condition uh, declined to say who was suspected of the attack, the report said, but the attacks come as the U.S. President Biden is flying into Israel and in the wake of the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which some countries in the region have blamed on Israel. So now we're seeing these American bases being attacked also. So they're trying to pull the United States into this war, it appears. Uh, so now, here we are, right at the end of the show, and we can give the breaking news. I'll let you do that. My voice is starting to give out. <laughs> well, you know, did Israel bomb the hospital with a fighter jet? And from everything we've seen now, the answer is no. Right. In fact, you know, it, it's, it's been proven with video evidence now mm -hmm. that it was a um, Hamas missile right. that misfired. And it didn't even hit the hospital. It did hit next to the hospital, yeah. a parking garage, and 500 were not killed. Mm. So they used that potential event right. to raise a black flag and call for, uh, if you're MSN, it's morning, but <laughs> if you're apparently history and most everyone else, yeah. a call to war essentially. You see other countries, you know, Israel saying, get out of these other countries around Israel. Saudi Arabia saying, get out. They know something's coming. They, well, there's conversations happening behind closed doors that we don't know about, Doug. Right. And as a result, these countries are saying, you need to get out of here. You need to get out of there yeah. because there's potential of activity. And so um, whether that is true or not, you know, we're not going to. We're not going to lean on that for anything. We're going right. to lean on him for understanding. Right. We know that a, a war is coming that's going to kill a third of mankind. Right. Could this be that? We don't know yet, Doug. Right. But boy, it, it could be. Yeah. We don't know if it is, but it certainly could be. Yeah. And uh, that map was just mind-boggling to me when I first saw it. It was so perfect to help see uh, what is happening with these nations that house the Euphrates River and how... Uh, the Muslim influence uh, is is involved very much in this war. So mm -hmm. time and every will tell. One of them were mentioned today. Yes, in articles. That's yes. what kind of gets your attention. Every single one of those were mentioned. Time will tell. Yes, sir. Now there are Jews that are displaced. We're helping raise funds to house the Jews, to feed the Jews that are connected to the Jewish agency. You can go to endtime.com slash Israel. I've got to tell you, uh, we're doing a match campaign. There's a very generous partner who said, I'm going to match everything up to $65,000. So far, we've raised $42,000 towards that. So, uh, you know, for 20 more thousand dollars, it's going to be matched. So we're very excited um, about that option that we have now. So if you would like to double your impact on contributions towards uh, Warn the Jews, you can go to warnthejews.com and give there or go to endtime.com slash Israel to, more, to learn more about what we're doing with Aliyah and the Rambam Hospital and there's a whole lot around that. So go to warnthejews.com to learn more about our efforts there and get your contribution matched up to $65,000. We'll be right back here tomorrow with more updates. You won't want to miss it. Be sure to stay tuned at watch.endtime.com and endtime.com. See you tomorrow.